From Eterno, it's With Aplomb, a show about the history, culture, and happenings in the beautiful game. I'm your host, Big Raj, and with me, as always, is Neem. What's up, bro? How are you? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. Excited about Dios Part 2. Yeah, I mean, you, you sound almost too excited. <laughs> if that's a thing. Uh, it's kind of classic us, though. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I'll bring it down. I'll bring the monotony back. <laughs> so moving right along to our Jersey of the Week the segment everybody loves. As we are going to continue with this Dios Diego Maradona series, Nima and I aren't wearing jerseys, but we are wearing this time our crewnecks that yes, we designed sir. featuring Diego Maradona on the back. Yes, sir. How do One, you feel about our crewnecks? I'm biased, but you know, they're... One to 10, probably a 25. 25 and a half, maybe? Yeah. I mean, Maradona, I think, was wearing one the other day. He definitely was. I mean, these are 100% organic cotton fleeced on the inside. Even the inside tag is beautiful. Go to eterno.boutique to check out the crewnecks, the tees, and the blog. And you can uh, see part one of our Dio series right there. In part one, we walked all of you through Diego's triumphant World Cup 1986 journey. In this show, we're going to focus on his incredible club career and spend a little bit of time marveling about what he accomplished while at Napoli, which some might argue was even a bigger accomplishment than World Cup 1986. In his club career, Diego played for six clubs in total. During seven tours of duty, he was at Boca in two different time periods. Started his career with Argentinos Juniors, then moved to his beloved Boca, was there for one year, won the league with them, had an incredible year, then moved to Barcelona for then a world record. He spent only two seasons at Barcelona, and frankly, it wasn't necessarily the highlight of his career. His time there was marred by illness, then injury. During his time at Barcelona, the only major silverware that he won was the 1983 Copa del Rey versus Real. But unfortunately, his time at Barcelona came to an end in rather ugly scenes in the Copa del Rey final in 84 with a mass brawl that played out in front of the Spanish king and an audience of more than 100,000 people inside a stadium. And there's this iconic, now iconic image of him with his shirt completely torn. And you can see the look on his face. He's drained. And that was his time to go. In that offseason, he got traded to Napoli for, again, another world record. 6.9 million pounds. Big chunk of change. <laughs> and his time at Napoli is probably one of the greatest periods for any player at any club, especially given the resources that he had when he first arrived at the club. Yeah, so he came to Napoli after two fruitful years at Barcelona, basically back-to-back -back Copa del Rey finals, and then Athletic Bilbao in the 84 final, as 
Nima just mentioned ended up in basically Maradona knocking someone out with his knee and it was unfortunate and it sort of was indicative of how his Italian career would go as well in that the only way to stop Maradona really was to foul him and if you watch highlights now of his time at Barcelona players would just hack him down pretty violently and that's what happened in that Copa del Rey final against Bilbao they were just fouling him and fouling him and some of the tackles were super ugly and eventually he really couldn't stand it anymore yeah ended up in a brawl he ended up at Napoli world record fee he was this was 1984 he was one of the best players in the world he was pretty much at the point where he was turning the corner into the best player in the world a big move for Serie A. Um, this was a time when teams like Roma and Juventus and both Milan teams were dominating Italy and people were overlooking the South. And there was already an intrinsic rivalry between Northern Italy and Southern Italy. And that bled into the football as well. And now finally, Napoli had a contender. And that all came down to Maradona. The highlights basically were that they were competitive throughout his stint. They peaked 86-87, winning Serie A, the first team ever from not Northern Italy. So the first mm. Southern team ever to win the Serie A title. They won it again in 89-90. And in the years between those titles, they were runners up. They won the Coppa Italia in 1987. They did the double that year. And of course, the UEFA Cup in 1989, which is one of the greatest Napoli highlights in their history. Yeah, Maradona did it all. As Nima was saying, he's a number 10. He wasn't really an out-and-out forward, yet he was yeah. their top scorer in 87-88 uh, with 15 goals. He would score 16 goals in 89-90. He ended up being Napoli's record goal scorer with 115 goals all the way up until 2017 when Hamshik broke that record. And yeah, if, if you ever get a chance to go back and see some of the highlights, Maradona was scoring all types of goals. He was chipping goalkeepers. He was mm. dribbling. He was capitalizing on mistakes. And he really didn't miss. That was That's what made Napoli different in that time. And that's what made them champions in that yeah. if the defenders were around him, they worried about him. He got the ball. Once he was on the ball, he could dribble at you. He could shoot from distance. Um, for being such a short guy, he was actually quite good in the air. Some people don't actually know this, but he actually did score another goal with his hand during his time. That was also a header. He was basically, he, he really liked to kneel down to head balls, like sort of like when you really should use your foot, he would sometimes use his head. He was really chasing the ball and facing the goalkeeper, on Russian goalkeeper, and he punched the ball into the back of the net. Icon, legend, his number 10 was eventually retired. But yeah, as Nemo was saying about his Barcelona stint, not often, but he was injured. He he was getting fouled so badly that that did lead to ankle injuries, etc. Yeah. And, you know, he was a noted drug user as well. He had a ton of ankle problems specifically. I think there was definitely a turning point for him going from Barcelona to Napoli. I mean, you and I have talked about this before. The scenes of him being welcomed into Napoli's Stadio San Paolo, there were 85,000 fans waiting for him to come. I mean, the south of Italy had just never seen a star like him. And yeah, and I think that they knew that it was, maybe this was their chance, and it was. What started as such a high, not 
drug-wise, but career-wise for him at Napoli, it sort of culminated to winning the Scudetto again in 89, as Raj mentioned. And of course, that ended up leading to uh, World Cup 1990, where at the time he was so beloved in Napoli in the semis in World Cup 90, Argentina met Italy at Napoli's Stadio San Paolo. Maradona obviously was basically homecoming from him. Maradona had urged the people of Napoli to sing for Argentina and against their own home country. Argentina ended up winning that game, but the next season back at Napoli, he just faced so much shit. And really, that was just downhill for him from then on, both playing-wise and life-wise, unfortunately. Yeah, he was coming towards the end of his prime, as it was. I remember that 1990 World Cup vividly. And, you know, he lived the lifestyle as well as being an elite superstar. He was also sort of that rock star on the side. He was basically shunned by many for openly having friendly relationships, if we will, with the mafia of Napoli. Um, the Camorra, and yeah, he's a noted cocaine user, and this was all along with the injuries, just not really helping to sustain his career. And that really bled into 1990 as that was basically the beginning of the end of Maradona as we knew it. He had an incredible World Cup in Italy and that culminated in West Germany beating Argentina in the final. What happened after was basically Maradona came back from the World Cup and ended up getting a drugs ban for yeah. cocaine. 15 months. And a 15 month ban, which ended his time at Napoli. And that's really was the end of an incredible stint, but it was also basically the end of Diego Maradona, the icon's career. And, you know, he was turning 30, so he was already getting a little bit older, but it was a little bit unfortunate for those of us who wanted it to continue and thought that it could continue for so many years after he would end up at Sevilla in 1992. And, you know, he was never really the same. It was really sad to see him go down. And honestly, it's actually quite surprising that for those years that he was at Napoli, he was able to keep up that lifestyle and still achieve what him and his teammates achieved during those years. But as Raj mentioned, you could really see the toll that it had taken on his body post-Sevilla, went back to Argentina, played for Newell's Old Boys for one season, then went back to his beloved Boca, was there for two years till 1997. On the eve of his birthday in 1997, he announced his retirement. What's happened to Diego's life post-1997 has been truly a roller coaster ride. He's struggled with addiction, weight problems. He's had to have multiple surgeries, I think one in 2000, one in 2004. His managerial stint has taken him all over the world, from racing club to managing a national team, then to stints in the Middle East. And today he's again back in his home country in Argentina, coaching gymnasia. He's emotional as ever, beloved as ever, and truly, at least as a global football fan, I can say I'm just glad the legend is still alive. I know there'll come a day that he'll pass, but for now... Happy to see him standing on his two feet, 
and still coaching and doing what he loves. Yeah, no, I agree. It's all it, it's all been largely depressing post Napoli, to be honest. Yeah, a little bit of a feeling of wasted talent, a little bit of a you know, I, I like I, I know this well from being a fan ex post facto of George Best. It was it all feels a little bit of a waste. I feel like we could have got three to four more elite years out of Maradona. Mm -hmm. um uh post italian 90 and we didn't get that and yeah the managerial career has for the most part been horrific he's really not succeeded anywhere he was given the argentina job just on name alone and it went poorly he fell out with sergio aguero sergio aguero was for a time diego maradona's son-in-law and that fell apart and that just bled into some really acrimonious positions at other clubs. And yeah, it's, it's not been great. I, I don't really think of those moments fondly. I just try and remember the eighties of yes. Maradona and what he did for the game and how he transcended the sport is still one of the greatest of all time. Yeah, absolutely. I quite loved, at least he had a seemingly very lucid and clear moment during his testimonial match when you know he told the crowd that you know he's made mistakes and he's paid for them but the ball is never stained he was basically asking for forgiveness from fans of the game to say look I've made mistakes and I've paid for them both physically and emotionally but I hope you still love the most beautiful game in the world and you could just see the fans roar and celebrate him. And that was quite a lovely scene for somebody who'd fallen so hard from the top of the game. Yeah, no, he's he's an icon. And if you're of a certain age, he's your favorite player. So, I mean, you know, it's like rock bands going on tour like with their <laughs> old albums. Like people forget, they're very quick to forget all of the downtrodden times and remember the World Cups and the Scudettos, etc. But I would prefer him to just ride off into the sunset and not really be in the scene. But I'm happy. Obviously, he has this joy that and this love of the game that is really never ending. I hope that everybody just remembers his time when he was the best player in the world at football. Yeah, inspired so, so many people and so many generations that came after him. And for that, we are all eternally grateful. We hope you've enjoyed our two-part series about the god Dios Diego Armando Maradona. Now head on over to Eterno.boutique to take a look at some of the products we made that were inspired by the man himself. As we alluded to it earlier on the show, everything's made with organic cotton. Every person that was involved in making this product was paid a dignified wage. We're very proud of the way we went about making our products. Check this episode's notes for a direct link to our website. Plus, uh, we'll try to find some highlights of his time at Napoli and we'll post that so that you can actually enjoy the full glory of Diego's time at Napoli. Lastly, thank you for tuning in to our show. Without all of your passion and encouragement and feedback, we wouldn't be able to come back week after week. If you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the show. Give us a review and 
make sure that you don't miss the episodes that are coming up. We have some incredibly special episodes for all of you. On that note, as always, thank you, and we'll see you next time. Peace. One love.